whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here. And you know, the other day, I set off an alarm at one of the local Walmarts. Crazy thing is, I was walking into the store. Usually you set off the alarm going out of the store. Maybe there's like something that in your cart that didn't demagnetize right in the line or whatever, but the I walked in and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, I basically have my clothes on and a jacket and a tiny little, it's like a little Vera Bradley mini phone purse. You fit your phone and a couple of cards in it. And I mean, that's it. And I could, I'm like, well, that must have been a fluke. Then I set it off going, oh, out. The lady wasn't too suspicious because I had set it on, off going on. So I'd only got three things. I'm like, I'm like emptying my pockets. I'm like, I have absolutely nothing. I don't even understand why this alarm is going off. Then a couple days later, I was walking through the mall with my granddaughter and we walked by a store did thought about going in didn't even go into the store and the alarm was tripped again i didn't even go in the store and i'm setting off alarms well at the same time two other people were walking out of the store and so a minute later we're actually in the middle you know a few feet over looking at the those little things that you write on and um, that little kids do. And somebody came out and, and called out to the people walking down and said, excuse me, sir, excuse me, ma'am, can we check your bags? And I was like, because <laughs> they were like, no, you know, kind of like, no disrespect, we just need to check because this alarm was tripped. And I, so I, um, I looked over them, I'm like, I, I think that was me. <laughs> I said, and I looked over and they kind of looked at me and I said, I, I don't know why. I, I didn't go in. I promise I didn't even go in the store. And the one worker said, oh, I know, ma'am. I was standing right here. You definitely didn't go to the store. But And so I walk in. I'm like, let's check. And I walk through those little metal detector things. Beep, 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 beep. Really loud. I'm sorry if I just hurt yours. And beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, what on earth? And I went back and forth a couple times. So we're trying to figure out. I'm like, I don't have a lot on me. I'm like, I have my diaper. So I put my diaper bag, backpack thing down and Walk back and forth, beep, 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 beep. And then I um, tried to check for coins. I'm like, I don't have any coins in my purse. I took my keys off. Uh, usually none of those things. I mean, I always have those things on. I, sometimes I have a pocket full of change at, or a purse full of change or, you know, whatever. And it never turns off. And so they're like, well, maybe it's your little change purse. Sometimes they have the magnetizing things on them. And we can demagnetize that. And they're trying everything. And then I'm like, what about me is different? What about me is different? And then I realized I just kind of put my foot up in front of the metal detector. Beep, 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 beep. It's my shoes. My shoes are setting off like big time. I'm not even talking about the little, like the loud, you have activated the Walmart shopping system. You know, the uh, anti-theft system. That thing, I'm like getting this, you know, mechanical voice talking to me everywhere I go. And, and it's my shoes. It's my shoes. And then I realized... When I got these shoes, I'm like, man, they're heavy. They've got to be steel-toed. Now, let me tell you about these shoes. I did not 
usually you'd probably know if they you were wearing super steel-toed shoes. Probably the fact that, you know, they're two pounds heavier on each foot should have told me that. But um, I've gotten sort of steel-toed shoes before for a job I had to do once. It was, But it wasn't really steel. It was composite. These shoes are from England. Um they're kind of a little bit expensive, shoes from England. I'm very proud to tell you. I actually got them at a thrift store, which is why I didn't know they were steel-toed. They were brand new shoes. There was this whole influx of brand new shoes. Um, I liked them. They had a good sole for me. They, they were black. I'm like, okay, this is going to be great for winter. And they were a dollar. Like, on the tag, it said $49.99, but it pounds. So it was 50 pounds brand new. They're brand new shoes, 50 pounds, means they were from England, so they're really $70, equivalent of $70 shoes, and I got them for a dollar because there were like, I don't know, 20 pair of shoes in this one size. They <laughs> they couldn't get rid of them, so I got these shoes for a dollar. I was really excited, but so my best guess is that in England they use steel toe better than composite. I might be wrong. My British friends, you can correct me if if you need to, that's okay. But all I know is I have never set off a security system just by walking by a store before. So there's some pretty precious metal. I could probably, you know, put a down payment on a house if I sold the metal in these shoes. I'm just kidding. But, so, so I'm getting somewhere. This, these shoes that I love had something hidden in them. Uh, I never, ever would have seen it on my own. I'm not going to stop wearing these shoes. I'm simply going to turn off the alarm system, trip off the alarm system, and then kick my foot in front of it so that everybody knows, look, it's my shoes. Uh, because I like these shoes, but there's a trigger. There was a trigger in these shoes, and it was a hidden trigger, and it was so well hidden that I had to go through an alarm system a few different times before I realized. Um, maybe I should have realized, but um, yeah, there's my shoes got metal in them. It was hidden. Now I know. I think about that for our lives. I think there are things that are hidden in our lives. Sometimes there are triggers in our lives. Um, sometimes there are things that trigger alarms and we don't know why. Have you ever just been mad and you're like, why am I so mad today? Or like you get mad about the dumbest things like, you know, maybe somebody accidentally brushed you the wrong way or, you know, somebody honks a horn at somebody else and yeah something that normally wouldn't make you mad you're like i'm just so mad right now why am i so mad and like there's these triggers and a lot of times there's something beneath the surface like there was something beneath the surface of my shoes i did not see um or sometimes you don't even have understand that there's a trigger there's something there you don't see it and like you can't i don't think there's anything wrong with my shoes but you can't fix what you don't know you can't address what you're not aware of right so sometimes Especially in our society, we get so distracted. And we think we're living a healthy life. But there are unhealthy things in us. There are unhealthy triggers. Or maybe there's good things in us rising to the surface. And God wants us to practice, to go towards that. But we're so busy doing other stuff. These hidden things, you know. This metal could be seen as a trigger in my shoes. It could also be seen as a thing of value. It keeps my feet protected uh metal you know is more valuable than the composite in terms of the cost of the materials so there was something sort of a hidden value but also a hidden trigger so i'm going somewhere with this uh that's why it's important to stop sometimes 
we we want to when we pray sometimes we want it we tell god what we think's there we try to push our agenda on god we try to push our agenda on each other's we get mad and we complain and all of that's fine god can handle anything we can throw at him we just need to talk to him but there's a time in prayer when we need to just listen and more even than just listening focusing not listening like not talking but where you just focus focus and that's where meditation comes in i in this society, unfortunately, that word meditation has gotten a bad rap. A lot of times when we think of meditation, we think of transcendental yoga. I don't mind yoga either. We don't We don't have to submit our minds to the universe or anything like that. We don't need to, you know, become one with something we're not supposed to become one with. The stretching's good. The resting's good. And then we can give our minds to God. I used to do that a lot uh, when I was younger. I probably need to do it more now. But the important thing is that the meditation. Here's a really simple definition of meditation. Meditation is focused thought. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual, although there's definitely a place for it within the Christian life to have a spiritual meditation. When you're focusing your mind and thoughts on God, when you're saying, not God, this is what I want, but God, what would you have me know? Um, in that case, it's more it's more about listening than talking. Um, but there are things we can focus on. Sometimes we focus on scripture. Sometimes in meditation, um, I've done Christian meditation where we just close our eyes and picture ourselves in a place that we love, a place that's peaceful, and then ask God to come into that with us and say, God, what would you have to say to me? Sometimes there's music that helps us in that. Um, but it's really a focused form of thinking and um, and a focused form of speaking even. Well, really, it's more thinking. We speak out of the thoughts. We often are in um, upload mode. We're always wanting to... I'm in upload mode a lot. Maybe some of you aren't. just want to do, want to do, want to say, want to say. As soon as I hear something, I want to say it. As soon as I find a lesson, I need to teach it to somebody. And it's like, oh my goodness. And I, I get a big outlet for that because I do this five days a week. But... Uh, Sometimes we just need to kind of sit in God's presence and download. I know I get burnt out when I'm not downloading. It's not because I'm doing too much. It's because I'm receiving too little. And that's really the definition of burnout. Burnout is not you're doing too much. It's you're receiving too little. Um, it's trying to do functions that need to be done maybe more than you need to. Sometimes burnout comes because you're doing too much. But it's not really because you're doing too much. It's because there's not enough room in your life for the things that you love and that feed you. So meditation is all really part of that. Um, it's about getting ourselves off of upload mode where we're like, let me tell, let me give, let me tell, let me give, let me insert prayer, let me insert request, let me insert opinion. And it's about saying, God, what would you have me know? It's just great scripture. Psalm 139. And this is the New Revised Standard Version. Uh, the last two verses of it are verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So here's the secret. God always gives us what we want when we want what God wants. That's First uh, John 5. I want to say 14. This is the confidence we have before God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him in prayer. 
that's a little bit of a paraphrase, it's mostly right. But um, basically, we know that no matter what we ask, when we know, when we pray according to God's will, we're asking God to give us what God wants to give us. It's like, if my granddaughter comes up and wants to give me a hug, that's a no-brainer. That's something I want to give her, you know? If my daughter asks me for advice, oh, I'm in glory. <laughs> Yay, she still needs me. She's a grown-up and she still needs me. Something I want to give her, you know? Uh, if my husband asks to spend time with me, um, sometimes I get that wrong. But I really do want to spend time with him. But yesterday was a good day where he was going to go hunting. I was going to get some work, a little bit extra work done because I would rest a lot on Saturday, Saturday, so on my Sabbath. But he said, I just really want to spend time with you today. And it's, I'm like, all right, yeah. Your husband of 20 years still digs you and wants to have a date with you. You jump on that, right? Um, but so that's really sometimes... We just keep asking God, and it really helps to say, God, what do you want me to ask for? Sometimes we confess, but we need to, we need to get rid of that junk that's getting in the way of the flow of the Spirit, our, our sin, our weakness. Um, maybe not weakness. Weakness. God can, God can work with that. But the sin, the pride, the, our own plans. And, but we got to know where that is first. Kind of like I, I needed to know the source, what's setting off the alarm. You know, sometimes we meditate because we know something's wrong and we don't know what. And we just need to ask God. We say, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me. There's the first part. And the second part is, lead me in the way everlasting. Sometimes we're just smart enough to know that we're not smart enough to know. And we say to God, I'm trying. I want to serve you, but I need your wisdom. And where my discernment fails, I just need you to take me and guide me. I was talking about my granddaughter, who, you know, is my favorite person ever. Uh, she has this little tricycle. And it's a two-year-old tricycle, so she can, she can fit on it. And uh, there's like this little peg that goes in the back of it with handlebars. So basically what happens is she can ride it herself if she wants to. But right now her little legs aren't really strong enough to go too far. So I give her a little help. So she does a little bit of the work. And honestly, I do a lot of the work, especially when we're going up the hills. When we're going down hills, I keep her from going too fast. <clears throat> and the other thing is I steer. As I've, I've let her go in the mall before by herself. They let her go in the mall because she's little and cute. And you should see how she steers. It's like zigzag, circles. It's craziness. How, and she thinks it's fun and she goes all over. And it's a pretty empty mall. We've got nobody at our mall. So it's fun for her to do that. Um, and she's learning to steer and sometimes, but almost always I have to course correct. And I think, I feel like God, God does that with us. We have this course correction thing where God will be going in a certain way. And sometimes I say, got to steer, babe, got to steer, honey. And she'll turn a little bit or she'll overturn, but she's learning. She's getting better. Her muscles are getting stronger. She's having a great time. But I always, particularly when we're anywhere close to a road, you know, we're four or five feet away from the road on the sidewalk. I, I always have that thing where I'll course correct and I give her a tiny bit of freedom to do things and to learn and to grow. But then I course correct. And that's, I think God does that to us too. But there's also that thing of listening to God's voice because God is there to lead us in the way everlasting. And yet there's a room for us to grow in our understanding and our discernment. You know, it's interesting. 23 verse 23 says search me O god and know my heart test me and know my thoughts but if you go back to verse one 
It says, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. So at the beginning, the psalmist is saying, you already know me. And at the end, the psalmist is saying, but search me. Why does God, do you think God's forgetful that God can't search, that God can't remember what he's already searched for? And I, I don't think that's the point. Search me doesn't mean God find me. God's already found me. What we're saying is God help me find me. Help me find me. Um, it's kind of that peekaboo thing where you're like, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Your hands are over your eyes. And peekaboo, oh, I found you. Like God was never lost, you know. <laughs> or, oh, you found me. Like God was sitting there looking at you all along. It was you that didn't see you. It was you that didn't see God. So, but what the acknowledgement here is, is, God, I can't find myself on my own. God, I can't find you on my own. So I need you. And in that meditation and that thinking, you know, I, I had to, in a different sense, I had to meditate for a second when I was going, I was tripping off these alarms and going, what about me is different? What has changed? What? And that's where it's like, oh, I have new shoes. That's the only thing that's different. So sometimes you do that and it's, it really is, there's a, there's this lovely thing in Hebrew and in Greek, there's, there's this middle voice. We don't have this. We have active and passive voice, which either means you do it or it's done to you. But this middle voice in, in Greek and Hebrew, what it means is I'm doing it while something is being done for me. It's like a partnership between yourself and something else. Um, and a lot of our um, commands in scripture have this middle voice, like when Jesus says to be perfect, which really means to be complete. It's you do it while God's doing it in you. You know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God at work within you. It, it's a both and. And um, this, it, it, I don't believe it's a male voice here, but it's this idea that as you meditate, you're thinking and you're searching and you're surrendering, but you're doing it alongside God because God really did already find you and he's helping you find yourself. That's my prayer today, God. Help me find myself a little bit more. Help me see the little metal that's throwing off the detectors, whether it's you take the metal as a trigger or you take the metal as a thing of value that you didn't know was there. Maybe that's why the shoes were $70 for this simple pair of loafers, you know. But uh, that's my prayer for all of us. Lord Jesus, thank you that you know us. We don't have to hide. We can't hide from you, God. Sometimes we hide from ourselves. And uh, just give us a heart to know ourselves, to know you first, God, because that'll shine the light on who we are. Lord, bring things to the surface. Um, a lot of times we talk about hidden sin, and we need that, Lord. We need that brought to the surface so we can surrender it to you. But, God, we also need to know our value. Um, I know you wouldn't hide our value from us, Lord. So may we see all of that, Lord. May we understand our value within that context to be able to just bring our sin and take the dross off the, off the top of that gold that we are, Lord Jesus. Um, if we're tripping alarms, show us how. Um, help us to be still, God. Help us to be still in your presence and to focus our thinking on you, to just surrender our minds to hold our thoughts captive to you, Lord Jesus. And I'm excited about what we're going to learn. Because you don't make junk, you don't create junk, and all your words and all your wisdom is 
gold, Lord Jesus. Thank you in advance for the gold in all of us. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends, and may you meditate and discover God and yourself in a new way today. Thank you.